Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Hi, I'm Monique Holm. I am the host of the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. On this show, I interview incredible, badass women who are investing in real estate and crushing it in their lives. And I am super excited to have with me today, Shaniqua Nicole, the millennial money maven. She's a serial entrepreneur, mom, wife, mentor, and wealth strategist on a mission to change the face of wealth. And as somebody who is also on a mission to empower others financially, I feel like she's a soul sister, super excited to be interviewing her. She started off in corporate. She had a successful career climbing the corporate ladder in the financial industry at Merrill Lynch. And, and she had saved six figures and came to realize that her peers were lacking the same knowledge she had learned. She's the eldest of eight siblings, the teenage parents. Wow and a natural born leader and took the leap of faith to help her peers build wealth through her wealth management agency, Opulence Financial Group, where she helps high achieving millennials to make money, to make, grow, and protect their wealth. Uh, real estate has definitely been a part of that journey for her, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I'm so excited to have her with us. Welcome, Shaniqua. Yes, thank you so much. How are you? I am great. Very excited to interview you today. So you have a very unusual story of how you got started in real estate investing. <laughs> Please share like how that began. How did that start for you? Yeah. So I would say for the last 10 years, I have been too afraid to start my real estate journey, right? Like you said, I'm the oldest of eight siblings and I was born to teenage parents. So, you know, they always told me to just go to college and get a job. And I did that. I was working at one of the top financial firms in the world. I thought that life was everything at that point, but I always knew that I wanted to invest, always knew that I wanted to build wealth. And I just always felt like my job just wasn't all that fulfilling. So I would say around 21 years old, I was looking at buying my first property. But at that time, my mentors and the people that I looked up to were like my parents' friends, and they weren't real estate people. So Everybody has so many negative things to say, and they literally scared the crap out of me for 10 years Wow! <laughs> until I built up the guts to finally just bite the bullet and purchase my first property. So share how you purchased that first property. <laughs> <laughs> well, being the risk averse person that I am, I know the story is, is it's really crazy, but I literally just got tired of my own crap. And I said, I have the money sitting. You never invest more than you can afford to lose. So what the heck? We're going to just do this thing and figure it out as we go, right? So what I knew going into my first real estate deal, being a mom, being a wife, being a business owner, what I knew is that I didn't want to over leverage myself. So I wanted to be able to buy something cash. I wanted to be able to just really cash flow that property. So right now I'm in the cash flow accumulation part of my wealth building, right? So I want to replace 
that's just the way that we get to financial freedom, right? So yes, building out those your working income. income with passive income. Exactly. Replace all the bills and the investments and mm-hmm. all of my goals with passive income. So that's where my mind was and that's what I wanted to do. And so I knew that real estate was a safe way to do it. I have money in the stock market and all of that. And I'm just like, you know what, we're going to do it. So with the amount of money that I have, which wasn't a lot, right? I knew that I wanted to be around like 25,000 cash. So I just started researching where could I buy houses for under $40,000, $50,000. And between great Instagram, YouTube <laughs> University, <laughs> And, you know, just some of the friends that I have and really God led me to Detroit. So I was on, I eventually stumbled across pubzoo.com, started to just check out some of the houses, see how much they, they cost, see how much they look. And then I also started to build my network in Detroit because I'm like, if we're going to do this, I want to make sure that I'm prepared and I'm at least giving myself the best shot at, you know, at least doing a good job and not just throwing money down the drain. Simultaneously, I started to bid on houses. The first one I bid on, I did not win. And I'm like, oh, this is a joke. I'm never going to win one of these online auction properties, right? And then one day I won. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about this property. How much did you pay? How big is it? (laughs) Yeah, so it is three bedroom, one and a half bath, Mm -hmm. brick home in Detroit. You know, Detroit is a rough neighborhood, but right now it's running for $9,000. I paid $18,000 for it. I invested like 20K into the reno and Mm -hmm. I have a loving family living there. So my goal, because I come from a single mother, my goal was always to provide safe and affordable and nice housing to single mother. So we found one. I did the house really nice so that she can be proud. She can be in a safe place. Even if you're living in an environment that might not be the best, right? She's trying to make the best out of her life. So I'm excited to continue to do this over and over again. That is awesome. So you're saying you're making 9000 off of a house that you put 38 into? Yeah. So that's I make $900 a month. 900 a month. Okay. That's more than so 9000 a year. Yeah. It's a little more than 9000 a year. I pay a property manager 10%. So okay. about 9000 for the year. That's a really good ROI. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm going back into Detroit, either the Detroit or Chicago. Those are my two markets that I'm really looking into. I would say the next deal for me is probably going to be a group deal. So I have a group of women that we're building our relationship and trying to syndicate a deal there. I want to circle back to something you said at the beginning when you were talking about all of the negative things you heard for 10 years from people who never invested in real estate. So what were some of the things that you were, you're, they were saying that kept you from taking action? Let's talk about this. Yeah, no, because yeah. I think a lot of times we live in fear and just because where we come from, right? I come from a young parent household, single mother household. You know, she wanted me to be safe and get sure. a good job and be safe more importantly. Yes. And I think that parents and people can make you scared to do just about anything. So some of the things that my mom said, I mean, well, first of all, she did own her house once I, once I was a little older and I've seen some of the things she went through. So we had a house fire, lost everything. It was so expensive. She went into so much debt and eventually bankruptcy behind it. So she was scoring there, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, it was just like, oh, the taxes in New Jersey are so expensive. The real estate is so expensive. Well, you don't want to tie yourself down 
to an area that you don't know if you want to be there, right? So I was going to college at the time, but I really, really wanted to buy a condo. I'm like, I'm not going to live with my mom forever. So I think I, I moved out while I was in college, got an apartment, but I wanted to buy a condo and she talked me out of it. But now I know better. Now I know that there are college students that want their own property, right? That want an apartment or off campus living. And had I known then what I know now, it would have been student housing after I decided to leave New Jersey. But yeah, she just scared the crap out of me. So <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. But I'm glad you shared that because it's important for our listeners to realize that there are a lot of people very well-meaning, right? They love you. They just oh. want you to be safe. They don't want you oh, to yeah. be hurt. <laughs> but you need to take advice from people who are actually doing what you want to do successfully. And so if you're wanting to learn how to invest in real estate, you want to invest in real estate, talk to people who are successfully investing in real estate and ask right. them for advice, right? right. Somebody who's never gotten a real estate investment, it's not very helpful. I was only 20 years old, 21. I really didn't even look at it as if I was investing in real estate. I was trying to buy a house. to buy a property, right? Yeah. I just wanted to own a house or a condo for myself. I never even looked at it as real estate because I have a cousin that was in real estate. And had I, I would have reached out to him and he would have gladly helped. But yeah, I got stuck for 10 years and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but you've learned. What was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? My biggest mistake with real estate? I would say my biggest mistake in real estate was not having the full team like I wanted, right? So I wanted to have a property manager there managing the renovation for me mm -hmm. um, in Detroit. And she was really busy at the time. And I was just like, look, we got to get it done. I have the house now. So I didn't have it. And I feel like I spent, I could have probably spent 10000 on the renovation, right? But I ended up spending twenty because I wasn't there to watch it. And then we had snow mm. and COVID. You know, it was just a longer drawn out process. So I could have an even higher return had I hired my property <laughs> manager a little sooner. So that has been my biggest mistake so far. So since then, I've been building my networks. And I know for the next deal, we're going to have people in place at the beginning before we actually sign on the dotted line. Let me ask you a question about that, but just in terms of wealth building in general, because I know that that's you're helping people to make, grow, protect their wealth. So what has been your biggest mistake in that regard? My biggest mistake in finances? Personally, my biggest financial mistake has been cashing out my 401k after I left my first job. At that time, so I started working at Merrill when I was 19. And then I was there for about five years. And when I left, I had like 30000 in my retirement account. And I was also graduating college, had my own apartment, had accumulated some debt and cashed out my 401k to pay my debt off. I think if I could have hustled harder, kept my $30,000 in there, that would have been worth another $100,000 today. Because that was during the last recession is when I was working at Merrill and investing at that time. And I cashed it out, paid off debt and paid, uh, eventually moved to interest living. and penalties too at the same time oh you know i do yeah <laughs> way too much but for me it was just like my mindset at the time was that well i have these credit cards that are 20 percent interest so i just need to get rid of it wasn't even thinking about what that money could turn into i kind of just looked at it as a savings i guess once it was available to me and yeah i didn't do that the second time around <laughs> We learned the hard way. I had one of those too. I'm like, 
if I had known better, <laughs> I would do better. What was yours? What was your finding? What was uh, well, your- I too, I did a similar thing. I left a job and I just took the money out instead of rolling over. And I thought I needed it, but I could have taken a loan right. instead and paid it back. Yeah. You know, but I did not. Yeah. <laughs> and then I paid you know, a lot of penalties and fees, but I didn't. I didn't know better. And I think a lot of times we know better, we do better, but I didn't have parents that knew a lot of that stuff. Um, they never invested. They never taught me about investing. They just taught me to get a job. That's why I love to be that contact for people, right? People ask me, why do I focus on millennials? Because I believe in us. I believe we have the power to do it. And we're the next up. So if we don't do it, we're not going to have it, right? And everything is going to go to crap, the whole economy. So we have to make the money. We have to save the money. So that's why I'm so passionate about helping millennials. But typically millennials will have less money than a person that's ready to retire. So there are some people that specifically only focus on helping people that are ready to retire because you can make a lot of money there. But I have a soft spot for us and helping see, I just love seeing people become successful in their finances. Yeah, the earlier you start, the more it can grow and the bigger difference it can make. Absolutely. Even five years can make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Especially at a time like now when stocks have been down like 50%. (laughs) The stock market prices are crazy. I've been kicking myself for not just trying to play it a little safe during this recession because I I was working through the last one and, you know, just saw people working in retirement management. And at the time, I managed like billion dollar funds for corporate accounts. So Home Depot, Walmart, whatever, right? And just seeing the negatives on the accounts on a daily basis, that also kind of made me be a little more cautious in the stock market. Although I'm going to continually do it, I'm not looking at it. I also wasn't actively in the stock market like I am today. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm more of a real estate person. I have some in there, but... The stock market has very little connection to reality from what I can tell, right? The actual value of companies and then the stock value are not so pegged. There are fundamentals. So there are numbers that you can look at and crunch the numbers on and see what makes sense. And they will lead you right more often than what's been going on in the market today. Because today we have a lot of new people in the market that don't know what they're doing. So the movements... I agree with you that the movements are like pretty wild with what's going on in the market and what's going on in the economy, right? They just don't match. But I think they're painting a picture to what the future looks like, especially with all these tech companies that are growing just astronomically. Yeah. Well, I just own the whole market and I sit on it for a little bit, but mostly I'm in real estate where it makes sense to me. Hey, Goddess, have you been sitting on the sidelines? and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, how to get started in real estate investing as a busy professional woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there. So what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of the partnerships and the clients, like the the work that I do, right? So my work makes me proud. Really, my goal, typically working with a client, is to get them to saving their first six figures, right? I just feel like when you save your first six figures, it makes seven so much more real. So helping my clients get to their first six figures saved, that's always been 
it makes me happy and happier every single time that I do it because the more it happens, the more I know that it can happen for a whole lot more people. Beautiful. And what do you mean by six figures saved? What does that mean, not sitting in a bank account? Well, it can first off be in a bank account. Some people, well, not all of it, of course, but at least you'll start with some money in the bank account. We'll have some that we're going to risk in the market. It really just depends on the appetite of the person and where they feel comfortable. Like a lot of people like you, they're like, oh, stock market? No, I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But it hurts my heart to see people leaving money in an account where it's making 0.1% or something. And then there's so many more things that we can do, but it's something to see six figures in your bank account, whatever account. It could be your investment account. It could be your 401k. It can be any account. But for me, I struggle with accepting the valuations of real estate sometimes. Like I don't include real estate in my network just because it's not real to me, right? I mean, you have an asset and I have the $900 cash flow a month coming in, but it's not like I can't just pull it up on TD Ameritrade and see the $100,000 sitting in my account. <laughs> yeah, I'm like opposite. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what's in my investment account? My stocks? I'm like, that does not feel real. But the real estate, that is real. I can touch That's it. Real. I have money coming in every month. Right. There are real people there paying real rent with the brick and mortar, real property. That is like for millennia. That is what wealth has been based off of, how it's been passed, how it's been created. For sure. It's why they call it real property. <laughs> That's right. For me, like that is what I consider my like my wealth. Yeah. My appetite has definitely changed. So my appetite for real estate has changed. My appetite for business has changed. I also believe that owning businesses or even being a partner in businesses is, is a great way to build wealth because yeah. Like we were just talking about, most people that leave corporate careers become self-employed, right? And self-employment is not really, exactly, you're still trading time for money. You're getting more money, you have more time, but that's not really where the wealth is built, right? The wealth is built in investing in assets, right? Whether they're real property, whether they're IP, whether they're businesses, other businesses that just need the capital investment and collecting your dividends or earnings. So I think that's important for sure as well. Yeah. When wealth is having your money, making you money. And then when you don't have to trade your time for money. What I'm fine with clients is that once they at least have, if they didn't come from money, right? And once they at least have the first six figures in the bank, they become more, their appetite for risk increases and they'll start to invest more, right? So maybe they're going to now invest into real estate or maybe they're now going to do some other things that they've probably been nervous about beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to what do you attribute your success? To what do I attribute my success? I think that number one, being the oldest of eight siblings, the oldest cousin, right? So, and then we grew up to very, very young adults, right? So we had a lot of time where we had to just teach ourselves. So at a very young age, I feel like I trusted my decision-making. I trusted my ability to lead. And I think that those have been like uh, two biggest things that have attributed to my success and and really being able to do what I want. (laughs) What advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? So if you're trying to build your wealth, like I said, I think the first most important thing to do is to set some big goals for yourself, right? Like if you've never had $10,000 in the bank, 
that's going to be the first thing that you want to do. So you get that $10,000 in the bank, then you're going to feel really proud. You're going to be super motivated. And then next, you want to probably try to get 25. And then you want to look at 50, right? As you continue to build that confidence in yourself and in your ability to generate money and save it, the scale is endless to where you can go from there. Beautiful. Before we get into our famed end of show, Trinity, what is the best way for people to reach you and find out more about what you do? Sure. Yeah, you guys can reach me at ShaniquaNicole.co. I also am on Instagram at ShaniquaNicole.co or Money Maven Club, which is a community where I share my wealth building tips. All right. Now it's time for our famed end of show, Trinity. Trinity is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. So what is one thing you're celebrating right now? What is your brag? My brag is I am so happy and grateful to be a millionaire and make a million dollars in 12 months. There's a caveat there because I have not made a million dollars in 12 months yet, but that is the plan for 2021. So I'm just so happy and grateful today that I'll be making my million dollars in the next 12 months because you have to celebrate before you get there. The victory comes way before you actually get it. Yes. I love future bragging. So well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? I'm grateful for my family. So my family, my husband, my son, they keep me grounded. They keep me going. And I'm grateful to people like you in the community that are sharing our stories and getting this information out there for people. Thank you. And last but not least, what's one thing you desire? I desire for, let's say, 40% of Black millennials to be millionaires over the next 10 years. Yes. So shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine under grace and in perfect ways. Yes. Beautiful. This was lots of fun, Shaniqua. Thank you so much for being on. Y'all, you can connect with her at at ShaniquaNicole.co or on the website, ShaniquaNicole.co and connect with me at REIGoddesses.com. There you can join our community of women who are creating financial freedom for themselves through real estate, join our investor club, find out about our upcoming events. And yeah, just be part of the fun of real estate investor glasses. Also, please comment, like this, share it with your friends and join us next time for another real estate investor goddesses podcast. It's been fun. (laughs) Yes, it has. You have just listened to another episode of real estate investor goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.